the one aspect of toxicity is there's a lot of uncertainty you know so if you have an abusive person you really like you don't know which it everything depends on which side of the bed that person has gotten up one day they can be charming one day they can be very abusive so if you able to recognize that there's so much of uncertainty i think it is possible to uh, identify bullying question is if by say you have a frat fraternity and they abuse you just to get you in you have to tolerate all that if that is the culture you will have to uh, really reflect on what, what is this uh, relationship with the bully getting you Hello everyone. Welcome to the Future of Coaching webinar. I'm Kiva from Coacharya and as always it's great to have you all join us. We'll take a couple of minutes for everybody to join the webinar today and please feel free to use the chat box to tell us where you're joining us from. Um I'm in India. Yamini from our team is here. She's the chat box moderator. Thank you Yamini. So we'll wait for a couple of minutes. So while everybody is joining in, I just have a a few updates for you all and a little bit of information regarding uh CCEUs and how you can claim those through our webinars. So I'm going to share my screen. Um So as you all know we have three webinar series one is the future of coaching that's happening today we have heroes journey that happens on the third wednesday each month and we have masters in coaching that happens on the fourth wednesday so for each you can claim a uh, uh, either an a resource development certificate or a coaching credential certificate so for future of coaching and heroes journey you can claim one rd each and for masters in coaching you can get one cc coaching credential so if you're wondering where you can use these i'm sure a lot of coaches already know that you can accumulate all of these and you can use these uh, at the time of uh, renewing your credential so all you need to do is uh, you attend the full webinar with us on either of these days and uh, after complete after you've uh, attended the full webinar within the next 48 hours you will receive an email from our team uh, to claim the certificate and then there's a link provided in the email you need to click on the link fill the survey and after that you can download your certificate uh, we also have thought leadership uh, discussions that we run thrice uh, every month so you can also claim rds by attending those thought leadership sessions and you can watch out for our emails or if you're on coachnook uh, which is a community network platform yamini will share the link for you all there on the chat box you can log in and you'll get all the details about our thought leadership discussions as well um i'm also going to just take a minute to share with you uh three of our courses that are lined up in august so on 16th august we have a course with ram uh kocharya's co-founder um the session is on uh kocharya coach supervision supervisor program which is for coaches who are either acc pcc or mcc 
uh, for more details, you can write to us at community at kocharya.com. Uh, Yamini, again, will put out uh, the details in the chat box. We then have a coaching foundation uh, session with Prakash Rao, a master certified coach. That's on August 19th. This uh, would be a session for anybody, a program for anyone who wants to get started with their coaching journey. And the program prepares you for level one credentialing. Uh, once again, Yamini will share the link uh, on the chat box about this program. And the last one is advanced coaching uh, with Cindy. She's also our program director and uh, a master certified coach. And this program would be for people who've already completed uh, either their ACC training or our credentialed ACC coaches. So once again, Yamini will share all the details and you can write to us either at contact at kocharya.com or community at kocharya. So that's it uh, with all the updates. And we are now going to also invite uh, Gayatri to join us for our webinar today. So today's webinar is called From Awareness to Empowerment, and we're going to discuss how one can navigate workplace toxicity. Uh, this is a sequel to a webinar that we did previously with Gayatri and Pranav. And as we all know that toxicity has an adverse impact on any organization and the well-being of its employees. So it's crucial to find ways to support employees and have the right mechanisms, um, mechanism in place in order to navigate any kind of toxicity in the workplace. So today, Pranav, who is the co-founder and CEO of Kocharya, will be in conversation with Gayatri. Uh, I'm going to just take a minute and introduce Gayatri for all of us. Um, so Gayatri is an exemplary HR practitioner uh, with 35 years of experience. She has led several projects across leadership assessments, executive coaching, leadership development, and organizational effectiveness. So thank you so much, Gayatri, for joining us today. Thank you, Pranav. Uh, I think we're ready to start and yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Thank you, Kiva. So I see that uh, we have uh, folks from various parts of the world here. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are. Um, thank you for joining us. The session we did in May was uh, a little more on the macro side of coaching toxic leaders. And we wanted to do a follow-up session based on all the conversations that were had and the chat's uh, inputs on something that would be more a little more micro, which is from awareness to empowerment, navigating workplace toxicity. And the outcomes we hope you will get from this discussion and, and your own inputs is to understand what workplace toxicity looks and feels like, deepen our understanding of what gives rise to toxicity at work, and finally understand how we can heal and empower ourselves to navigate challenges that arise due to uh, workplace toxicity. Um, and I think I just wanted to reiterate the, uh, the definition of toxicity before we get started here. Um, it's, it is defined, uh, at least in some forums, as a workplace culture that is disrespectful, non-inclusive, unethical, cutthroat, or abusive. Um, those all seem like pretty heavy, drastic terms, and um, <laughs> it, it seems like it would be pretty easy to understand if a, if a workplace culture were toxic. It doesn't seem like it would be subtle. But let's get started and and uh, start talking about first how we how we can understand if a workplace is toxic. 
yeah and uh, i was just you know listening to kiva introducing me saying that exemplary hr person etc i saw hear it many times and i start believing myself to be the most exemplary hr practitioner i will soon become toxic because then i think i know everything you know so it's not it's not as simple as being able to identify someone who is in the face of it toxic or a culture which is in the face of it toxic so it's much more you know difficult to do that and i wanted to bring out one aspect which was there in the last time chat about old boys club so for example we are all from kocharya and we help each other we become very close etc but are we isolated are we insulated because that can also lead to uh, toxicity you know and we benefit the thing about toxic is like for example arsenic is a toxin in very very small quantities it can be a life saver so toxic leaders do a lot of self display it may be to an extreme but a little bit of self display is something which all coaches perhaps will tell you that you know you should be comfortable doing so that complicates the whole issue of what is toxicity and whether the question which arose last time in the webinar about whether i am toxic how do i uh, reflect on that so i think we should will will focus on like i said the empowerment of uh people to handle toxic culture and for leaders to make sure that it doesn't spread you know and uh, with uh, pranav's permission i thought you know we keep we talked about toxicity toxicity and we keep on going down the rabbit hole of all the negativities of it now how do we counter that so i think i would like you to, to think about the best possible boss you have you know the best boss you have had and whether you had someone like that and i would like kiva to help us understand your perspective on this so many of you i think we asked last time have you had toxic bosses almost everyone had encountered a boss who is to some extent toxic i want to flip it and ask whether you had a really good boss and uh, get to know from you whether it's possible to have great bosses uh, kiva can you just uh, so please take a minute here to respond to this uh, question and uh, then we can kind of look at okay what is the what we should not do is all known but what should we do what is it that makes a person a great uh, boss which of course will lead to a overall a great culture so just keep writing let your people uh, rest respond to the mentimeter service please do take a minute to respond to that while it's happening uh gayatri i um i was uh reading a little bit about the hofstad cultural comparisons um and wondering yep. how that would be played yeah. would you would you should i set that up for you or do you do you want to just uh, riff on that a little I bit i can yeah i can talk about that so hofstad cultural uh, comparison talks about uh, six uh, variants so you know six aspects of culture and i'll just talk about three which are uh, very uh, important to uh, toxicity okay so 
I can send this uh, just a comparison which I've done. Okay. Uh, the first one, yes. you're projecting that? Yeah, sorry. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, okay, you project six. Yes, no, so only one person. I hope more people are going to respond. We have 67 people on the call right now. So, looks like, okay, the way the numbers are, it looks like people have not had great bosses, but maybe they haven't had very bad bosses either. So, they're somewhere in between, you know. So, one person is saying, no, never had. And, uh, well, it seems like overwhelmingly. <laughs> uh, people generally have had good bosses. So that's, they have that's... had good bosses. That is what I would have, you know, yeah. uh, also thought. So let me just, uh, do you have that? Do you want to project it? Uh, the half step. Um, I don't have it handy, but we can talk through it. So we can just, the, yeah. the Hofstede cultural comparisons, um, there are five different headings uh that are used to rank how different cultures react to certain um triggers uh so i'll just list them uh power distance masculinity versus femininity uncertainty avoidance long-term orientation indulgent versus restraint. can you all see it can you see it Rana? I can see it, yeah. Yeah, so this is these are the five factors, like Pranav said. And the three of them seem to be, uh, four of them seem to be uh, important. So Pranav, there are actually six, there were initially only five factors, but they also added a sixth factor called indulgence and restraint. But it is not validated for all the countries. So the power distance, yeah. I've compared U.S., and Mexico and Australia. When the power distance is high, the organization tends to become more hierarchical. The more hierarchical the company, chances of it becoming more toxic are there, you know, because the people can't speak up, they don't feel, you know, there's everyone calls everyone a sir or, or it's bureaucratic, right? Now, Individualism versus collectivism, okay? This is, do people think just individually or do they think as a collective? Culturally, Indians tend to think more collectively than say the people in USA or Australia. And one aspect of toxicity is the self-centeredness where your own career and your own uh, goals are more important than that of the collective or the organization. So the higher the score, the more uh, toxic the atmosphere can get. Yeah, and it's interesting. I just uh, interrupt you there because the in the chat box, there is a comment about how aggression is favored in the U.S. and the U.S. does have yes. the highest score uh, for individualism versus collectivism. Which, Correct, which, yeah. It's the highest is, score across the world, yeah, 91. You're right. Yeah. And then we come to long-term orientation, okay? Now here, uh, again, when people... Remember, there was, I remember last time there was a question in the chat saying that uh, when toxicity succeeds, how 
how do you cope with that and toxicity generally succeeds in the short run sometimes the success can be spectacular like you know you can even become a president but in the long run there are lot of ramifications so if people are long term oriented then also it's a positive for uh, a good empowerment and absence of toxicity indulgence versus a uh, restraint okay this is a society which lives in the moment self gratification is most important and it's also instant self gratification if that is higher then it becomes likely to be more toxic and i hope this is right because i i remember picking it up but uh, uh, there is a lot of restraint in india because there is this you know don't show off at least it used to be you know don't show off um etc and there are social norms and collectivism already putting a restraint on your indulgence so indulgence higher indulgence higher the toxicity you know so this is something i thought would be interesting so please uh, put your comments on this because i'm sure some other others have also you know quite aware of the hofstad model and of course this is a very it's a, just a generalization of what are the things which can affect toxicity so i will so that what is interesting about that is that toxicity could mean different things in different cultures um and it makes it all the more complex right yeah. uh, uh debra's asking when share the resource uh queue up with we could get it. it's hofstad's culture can i put it in can share and uh you, you, we have another poll uh which is have you worked with a toxic leader and uh that is being while well, that's being filled out um the next question guy through for you is what within a system causes toxicity to rise so one thing definitely is inward looking you know you're not looking out to see okay so we are doing very well and we will go break next speed everybody is you know after targets etc so just the uh, narrow target of your company your goals can lead to uh, toxicity and then this uh, it depends on the followers also so if they are the type who need a lot of validation and are afraid to speak up it will lead to toxicity and it can also be because of uh, the way the work is designed you know so for example there is a company where there is always a heavy workload you know and the role has so many conflicts that people are not able to really reconcile the what they should do what they should not do conflicts in leadership or even uh, microcultures within the company and role ambiguity those are things which can uh, lead to toxicity but i think the most possible the biggest uh, effect is from the top leader you know if the top leader is toxic the followers tend to emulate that because that looks it looks like that is what is the path to success what do you think 
Yeah, it's various. Uh, I mean, there's um, there's a question on the um, on being posed also, which is interesting. Which is it? Uh, what is individual toxicity versus cultural toxicity? Um, there, you know, when we get to the solutioning of all of this, there is a talk. There's talk about microcultures, which we can we can get into in a second. But um, I think there are there's an aspect of bullying to toxic uh, to uh, that lead the toxic leaders uh, embrace, um, and I think there is also there are also um, the this how subtle or how direct they are can make it easier or harder to recognize whether someone's being toxic right um so i think the question goes back to what what how do we identify it and then we'll get into in the next half of this how to actually handle it once the awareness is um once the awareness is clear to us so we can yeah go ahead Kathy. no so i was saying that yeah uh how to handle it of course is first to know that you know uh, you're going down a rabbit hole of toxicity. So if you stay there, you are likely to be further sucked into it. So it's important to have allies outside the work also, you know, because you have a culture, if it's a microculture and it's in your team, if your life is all about the team, you're socializing with the team, everything depends around the team, it's difficult to realize that toxicity. It's just like the old boys club, you know. They don't, they aren't just playing golf. They're just going to bars, et cetera. They're not doing anything wrong. But when an outsider looks at it, they feel that they just cannot enter this. They feel that there is favoritism. They feel that decisions are taken without transparency, you know. So I think an outside-in perspective is very important. And for self to for oneself to be able to handle toxic leaders it's just like bullying you need to stand up call it out and weigh so, your options let's get into that guy three so um are there i mean i think everyone here is looking for the answers to how to deal with toxic leaders um in a personal situation one can stand up to a bully, right? You can get up and confront them and say, say what you need to say. How do you do that in a work situation where that bully might be, the person can also uh, determine whether you keep your job or not? Hmm. Yeah, that is true. So uh, in that case, it's okay. So you weigh your options, right? Okay. So I need to keep my job and the work culture is toxic but I really don't have any options but it was right now I don't have any option you can still make a plan you know and keep developing and the, some of the articles and literature I read is the best way to handle this kind of toxicity is empower yourself by being good at your work 
keep developing yourself so that you know the you become more worthwhile you know as in your own self image as well as to the company toxic leaders just like bullies choose their victim you know so concentrating on oneself and trying to become the best you can will help you handle that toxicity kana bhai just had a question yeah guys yeah. we just related to this i was just thinking that uh, for people who do recognize bullying right maybe they they'll figure still try to figure a way out uh, but what about people who actually don't have the awareness uh, you know like the first stage is to actually first know that this is what it feels like you know and sometimes i think like pranav said a while back it is subtle and it's not as apparent so what are some of those uh, you know triggers that one can identify to know that they are actually in a situation where there is toxicity so one is of course how do you feel do you feel ashamed of what you're doing or do you feel dependent on those people or are you losing sleep over these things because this toxicity and bullying has adverse effects including perhaps an effect on your sleep definitely an effect on you know uh, how you feel this the one aspect of toxicity is there's a lot of uncertainty you know so if you have an abusive person you really like you don't know which it everything depends on which side of the bed that person has gotten up one day they can be charming one day they can be very abusive so if you able to recognize that there's so much of uncertainty i think it is possible to uh, identify bullying question is if by say you have a frat fraternity and they abuse you just to get you in you have to tolerate all that if that is the culture you will have to uh, really reflect on what, what is this uh, relationship with the bully getting you okay because there is something which you are getting out of it then the question is this the only way to get it what else can you do and what will you lose you know so you have say you have a, a school gang eight people and there'll be the uh alpha dog alpha members who will be ruling everyone else but if the others stay because they want to feel they feel some privileges of being in that group so you have to take a call on at what cost are you getting those privileges and what impact are you causing in by being in that group you know does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely and i think we'd also done a poll before the webinar where we asked uh, people what uh, what comes in the way of actually being able to uh, navigate toxicity so uh, if it's okay i'd like to just share the results that came out sure. in, for the audience as well so just a second yeah. yeah so can you think uh, what makes workplace toxicity challenging to navigate so we had four options low awareness of toxic traits low psychological safety lack of choice and misaligned values and we can see the result here uh, so we have about 41% saying low psychological safety uh, mm -hmm. 24% saying low awareness of toxic traits 
uh, which is a fairly big number right so i think that that's that's where the question came from like yeah, sometimes yeah. people actually find it challenging to also like you said right you can be in a confusing state where there might be a lot of self doubt and a lot of uncertainty to real right because it also affects your self esteem to a degree and your self confidence yeah. Yeah. so maybe you actually go into that zone where you think that you are the one who's at fault or probably you aren't good enough but maybe there's something else at play yeah so you know i wanted to there was a chat question saying that toxicity is not it's gender agnostic and i want to give an example of that which happened to me and we were in my very first job there was only one guy and we were all women and uh, so the toxicity can come like this so suppose your boss asks you to work longer okay there's even a competition to please the boss by working longer and longer and longer and if someone goes says no i'll not work the whole group turns on him turns on him or her and this happened with us also so of course now when i look back i feel it's toxic when i was in the in group it didn't feel so toxic but when you are in a toxic cult you know it's a there were aspects of toxicity i don't know whether i call it toxic because i was not really it was not fully toxic there were some learning opportunities etc but in a toxic culture you're like okay so i'm doing facilitation that's a if i can stand up and talk i'm the queen you know so there's somebody else struggling so this other person struggled but he he had a lot of other um strengths which we didn't see at that time because this was you know late 80s so technologically he was amazing but we didn't think we needed to learn technology that much at that time you know so you don't look at the strengths of the person you know you tend to start looking at the fault and then slowly slowly the isolation happens so and we like i said we were all women and there was this one person who was a you know at our level there was Uh, we had secretary staff and all who were all almost equally equal the gender distribution there was equal but yes it is uh, gender agnostic and it starts from labeling a person as not so good then you will find more and more things which are not so good so if you can rack your brain on what is good you know so they talk about this uh, appreciative inquiry i think it's a great technique for getting at least oneself out of the toxicity to see what is that other person doing and where can we include them you know yeah yeah so i there is uh, as we are talking about gender i wanted to bring up a, a a couple of articles that i read had some interesting uh insights that i wanted to share here quickly and then we can get into the solutioning of this which uh which might address some other questions on the the comments on the chat as well. Uh the the uh the article one of the articles that I read said that research shows that men uh, that women women are 41% more likely to experience toxic workplace culture than men. And the the data that they had put together showed that the majority of that was happening in male dominated professions. um when they went down to female dominated professions the toxicity kind of dissipated a bit uh the 
two things that came out of that for me. One is that the toxic culture in these situations was 10 times more powerful than compensation in predicting attrition, uh, which uh, like the great resignation uh, is an example of that. Uh, also, employees in toxic environments are more likely to be bad-mouthing publicly, privately, uh, less interested in work, and 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 generally also suffering from personal wellness issues like anxiety, depression, etc. Um, the other uh, interesting point that was made in a different article is, and I and I see a comment here, so I wanted to uh, bring it up. The there there is a chance that men who lack traditional masculine leadership traits, but possess you know traits that could make them great leaders, are being ignored. Um, yeah. And it speaks of men generally, but I think it can be uh, applied to women as well. So the idea is that being less bold, less reckless, less self-centered and being more altruistic, ethical, and self-aware. Those mm -hmm. are sort of the competing uh, emotions. And, you know, I think that's a good lead into what we uh, should get into now, which is how do we deal with it? Now that we are aware, how do we deal with it? Yeah, so see, let's look at what are the, characteristics of uh, toxicity. One is narcissism, you know, everything is about themselves, etc. So uh, I think a lot of the dealing has to be done by calling out the toxicity and questioning it. And it is difficult to do it, like I said, if you know, even the CEO is there. But even we were talking about Pranav and uh, you and I were talking about and said that then let the board be empowered. So look for a place, you know, where the board is at least empowered. It will call out toxicity and people take responsibility. The other one is extreme lack of empathy is another aspect of toxicity. So how uh, is that happening in your company? The other is poor communication, absolutely opaque. You don't know what decisions are being made. You don't know whether the company is doing well, it's not doing well, you know? It's like, uh, again, saying that, you know, no, 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 my, they'll come and uh, project a picture of, you know, great rosy results, etc. The third is, of course, a microaggression, which is, mostly related to race and often to gender also and psychological safety is of course very important and in my opinion it's not an expert opinion or uh, anything i think the uh, the parameters you use to judge your leadership matters a lot and what uh, prana was talking about is are you only seeing results? And results can come out of uh, toxicity. It can also come out of aggression and pushing people in a positive way. So all aggression need not be toxic. You know, sometimes they make you go beyond your what you think you can do. 
you know it's like a coach in tennis okay practice a lot more it's just that all that uh, pushing has to do with the other person's ambition not your own so if you're aggressively pushing for your own good you will become toxic if you're aggressively pushing for the collective good it may not necessarily become toxic now psychological safety is of course also come up a lot in the uh, in the pool also it's one of the highest factors and how do you uh, uh, bring in a culture of that you know is it possible to bring it of course we are talking about the top down leadership i think there is a hope to take it from the bottom up at least make your you know that's why many companies when the leader leaves they take their many people follow them wherever they go because nobody is really see people don't experience the company culture right they experience the micro culture which is there and basic aspect of uh, psychological safety is also a assurance that you can make mistakes and learn and share ideas and they don't embarrass people you know like i, I myself have you know i'm a freelancer but i remember um going to some meetings with a big five consultant where i was a also part of the team and they were telling trying to tell me that you know you're not dressed well you should be wearing you know you should go buy you know clothes and wear suits etc now okay i didn't i wasn't that was not my only job right i'm a freelancer but the kind of pressure which i felt now if i had been working there i would have been miserable you know because you're trying to create clones everybody in the suited booted atmosphere which is changing now so you have to give people the freedom to choose and also contribute you know sure so i i'll be very interested in hearing other people's uh, view on this and maybe you know we can put the word cloud asking people you know they said most of them have had good bosses you know only one person said they never had a good bosses so what are these things let's learn from the good bosses and see how we can we take people from the extreme and pull them and put you know take them towards the people who actually empower others and do uh, uh, good for others can we do that uh, kiva sure so while kiva is doing that um i think wanted to summarize some things that you said the idea that there are stakeholders in play that could influence the way a leader behaves um there's also there so we talk a lot about the individual you know what does the individual do uh they can you know stand up for themselves mm-hmm. uh they can seek uh community help they can just put their head down and work hard and show results and those results will potentially satisfy the the boss but there i think also is a need for systemic uh organiz- organizational uh interventions right and one of the uh ideas that has been posed uh in a 
in some of the articles I was reading is that there 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 seem to be like four or five things that can be done at an organi organizational level. I'm going to read them out uh, as headings, and then we can dive into whatever makes sense. Uh, but the the headings are top leaders commit to and sustain focus on cultural detox. Just a little bit about that shareholder uh, theory you were you were talking about. Distributed leaders shape healthy microcultures. So the the middle managers and supervisors under the top leaders are creating healthy situations within their own uh, business units. Um, establish healthy social norms, which I think is a communication, you know, healthy communication between units, and redesign work to reduce stress. Uh, mm -hmm. So the way that uh, delegation is happening and uh, there's a concept of subtraction, which is subtractive change. So for instance, if you are on a supply chain, uh, are you talking to the frontline, you know, uh, supply chain for a grocery store, for example, are you talking to the frontline worker who's stocking the shelves and understanding whether or not they are you know, stocking things that are not necessary and, and sort of subtracting the work from there. So uh, there's there's a uh, orga organizationally that all these different things that can be done, all of them can be measured. Therefore, we have now active KPIs on what's happening with leaders that can then influence whether or not they need to be shifting their uh, their tone to to some of the some of the values that we are talking about you know be more empathetic be more uh understanding etc any thoughts from right from you? yeah so i think uh, reducing stress is one of the things about work design right are you giving the right work allocation is the workload okay or is it that people are encouraged to compete so Long back, I remember, you know, in uh, many of these financial institutions like Goldman Sachs and Citibank, etc., people would work. They would get double the pay, but they would be asked to work double, almost literally. I have had instances where I've gone for a, a dinner with a friend who was a VP, and he was just going out, and he calls someone in and says, "I need this on my table by Monday." Now, this is Friday night, okay? And no blinking, nothing. Everybody is working, you know? And he did that when he was, he was, uh, he was in that place. So this brings me to the point which Harish is raising about new, new entrance to the workplace, you know? I think he's talking about allyship, which will come if, you know, the bigger companies like uh, HLL and ITC, etc. used to do induction together. So you get a lot of people who you become friends with and who can help become your allies. The other thing I think is having mentorship, you know, and using those mentors properly. So as a mentee, so suppose I'm a new entrant and I'm a mentee. It's also my responsibility to look after myself. So if I'm facing pressure, you don't necessarily have to go and uh, talk to the managers. But if you have some misgivings about something which has happened, maybe you can talk to a mentor outside. So allyship and mentorship 
and if it comes at the beginning of your work then you don't tolerate it later you know otherwise it's like yeah this is the case you know grind your teeth and work through it and you'll do great but what if i lose my health and uh, <laughs> perhaps even you know uh, have a major health crisis before i even reach that place so yes that is very important the middle manager there's a lot of research saying that it is the middle managers who are most responsible for toxicity as well as for detoxing okay so how are they empowered and i think as coaches it's a huge opportunity for us to train these middle managers you know to recognize toxicity not be tolerant of it and help others who you know experience it and uh, and here again there was another question about internal coaches and external coaches internal coaches uh, coaching these managers is fine actually you know so these middle managers are just normal middle managers you know talking about them as being toxic but when they are toxic it is difficult for internal coaches to really coach them it may be very difficult for the external coaches also to coach them but for internal coaches there is a lot of conflict of interest so you know so give some uh, assistance allyship mentorship to the new entrant give a coaching or some other leadership uh inputs and resources for the middle management and encourage this aspect of questioning you know without uh, any retribution or punishment for doing the questioning you know i think those would be the major factors in uh, reducing toxicity in workplace yeah So I mean Akiva I know you have a poll to share uh, the one I want to want to summarize what you just said and uh, in a way that I understand it at least is that there are different levels that need to be addressed uh, there are different uh, spaces that need to be addressed uh, from the the minutia to the whole in order for toxicity to be truly uh, you know dealt with one is at the macro level the entire organization the stakeholders the board below that there are the leaders below that there are the distributed leaders the middle managers supervisors etc and then there are the the workers um and i think the idea is that and then there's the individual so they're all at those different levels uh there should be measurements of how uh toxicity is playing out and and i think if yeah. we were to uh it's not just one it's not just the one individual it's the entire system that needs to be addressed in uh, in entirety uh kiwa you have a, a poll results to share for us oh, this is i'm so happy to see this word cloud because you know we've been talking about how the spectrum of empathy the toxic leaders are really really low and that has come up as something which is very important uh on this note of empathy again if the spectrum is too much to the other extreme 
what are called as empaths you know you can actually uh, uh, suffer a lot because then you take the toxicity onto yourself so you need to have just the right amount of empathy to uh, handle this uh, toxicity you know not start saying you know so in again i'm going to abuse the relationship especially in marriages the many times the spouses will defend the other person saying no you know not so bad there are some good things and that can be you know like too much of empathy to the extent of becoming an empath where you take on those feelings of the person you're dealing with onto yourself to your detriment i'm just trying to look as to what is not very important or it is really small yeah most of these are most of these are important issues yeah they're all important it's and they're also they're being said diff- in different ways right it it all kind of leads that back to so, yeah yeah base, yeah the, the base uh uh words empathy trust honesty integrity transparency those are coming up as the largest ones there's 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 such um there's such raw basic needs isn't <laughs> it's not that complicated yeah yet right. we suffer from having to have these discussions around them uh although it's nice to see something positive for a change in our in our webinar guy 3 is <laughs> 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 the word toxic i don't know how many times at this point yeah and trans- see so empathy and transparency and i think that is when we talk about uh, poor communication as a indicator of toxicity the transparency in communication becomes very important you know are you demanding that transparency are you asking questions you know so there were in this uh, in uh, when you have psychological uh, safety you have productive conflict so is conflict being uh, kind of just put down instead of being uh taken up and uh, having a productive talk around you know having difficult conversations so productive conflict is what will change the uh, nature of the com- company or even take it in a, a different direction you know and definitely improve creativity you know so there's the an interesting to- interesting comment here uh, uh kind of related to what you just said uh, the can company profit and toxicity can company profit influence so, tox uh, you know I, i i think what's being said here is can we correlate profit to better behavior uh, which is an interesting not always, not yeah. always but again it's the long term orientation how long will it last and who profits is it just the ceo and this cronies or does the whole company profit you know when what is when you say company profit is it just a number or does it mean a lot to others and will it last you know because attrition whether it is quiet quitting or otherwise yeah. it's going to be there you know and what's your opportunity cost? like yeah and we suppose the toxicity is in terms of uh, uh, my, you know microaggression 
or even uh, just harassment those are being taken very seriously so you know uh, empires can crumble with just one lawsuit so it's not going to you're on thin nice if your profit is coming out of the toxicity and the way you behave you know but let me let me just uh... We have, a, we have a few minutes left, so I just wanted to also like start to close down the uh, the conversation a little bit here, and I'll I'll throw it out. Uh, the, I I went to see the Barbie movie uh, with my youngest daughter, who is seven years old, and uh, obviously the messaging in there was a little bit above her head, and she. Um, I may not have understood all the neo-feminist, uh, you know, self-consciousness, uh, gender tropes that were being played out. But the one thing that she did say, uh, and Gayathri, I'm just closing out uh, just some thoughts from, of my own, and then and then I'll hand it over to you. Uh, I asked her what she felt about the movie, and she said, "I think the movie is about someone that is understanding that they're not perfect, but they're trying their best to be." And I was sort of blown away by the answer because it was like literally the essence of the movie. And I think I want to sort of, because we've used the word toxic so much and, and I want to make sure that we leave on a positive note, um, is that at the end of the day, I think everyone is uh, not perfect. I think having an awareness of that imperfection is the first, is 80% of the way to, to getting, getting to be a better, to, better, to, their, to be their better selves. Gayatri, I'll give a hand to you to... Uh, to close it out. And then Kiva, if you have any closing comments. So I think uh, uh, one big, uh, let me say two things which would make a person less, two qualities which will make a person less uh, toxic. One is gratitude, you know. Acknowledge what others have done, what you have got, what you need to be grateful for. The second is apologize. Like I said, I'm also part of many of the old girls, old boys club, but when you recognize that it is hurting someone, can you accept and say sorry? You know, it's a powerful word. So when you transgress knowingly or unknowingly, can you apologize and sincerely make it, you know, express it to the person? I think that changes the whole uh, atmosphere and the culture will not remain as toxic if those two things are there. I think wonderfully shared. And uh, I think for me, the biggest takeaway today was uh, the power of open communication. I think in all of this at times, um, it feels like either your need hasn't been uh, met or hasn't been understood. And there clearly seems uh, to be a gap in what 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 would help you and what is being offered, uh, be it systemically, be it at an individual level, directly with your manager. So I think I'm just leaving away thinking about just the power of open communication in creating change, or at least uh, that being the first step towards any form of change. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, in, any other closing thoughts, uh, Pranav, uh, Gayatri? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think I have like one thing I realized is I have I know so little about this subject because the more and more I get the questions and all and I feel like okay I don't know that much you know so it's been a great learning for me to get the questions and also respond to them 
and uh, after the last webinar we were going to write a blog which we will be you know publishing on the first uh, webinar we'll also do the same for this one include the questions and you know perhaps like for example the systemic way of dealing with toxicity since ram ramnathan is a guru of systemic coaching i think he'll probably address it also so the lot to converse about further on this uh, topic and thank you all for being here and being part of the webinar i have been on the other side of the webinar and said why can't i speak I'm sorry you people are not able to you know voice and uh, voice your opinion but the chat has been quite uh, alive and very uh, great help for me to be able to articulate my thoughts and kiva has been an amazing host and pranav as usual the fireside feels very warm when you're around and i'm chatting with you you know so thank you sure. and thanks to all of you who have been part of this webinar thank you gayatri uh, so well, a couple of thoughts one is that we can continue this conversation uh asynchronously and uh, perhaps the blog and some of the resources that we've been citing the articles we'll we'll include those uh and we may be able to actually not entire copy the chat in its entirety but pull out some of the comments so what them. i can i can put some of the um, we can do it on the, the blog when we when we post that okay i'll do uh, it on the blog yeah. yeah i think that's so, easier to so yeah so thank you everyone for joining and uh uh kiva over to you thank you thank you so much gayatri thank you pranav it was a really really interesting conversation and lots to learn and i think like you said gayatri uh, the learning never ends with more questions and more uh, uh, just thoughts coming in from other people i think that's the only way to learn more about this so the fact that see people are here on the webinar because they think there is more to know yeah i think recognizing absolutely. that will make you a little bit humble right absolutely and i think so, uh, something that I you share humbleness to gratitude and uh, yeah. ability to apologize as you know traits which will take you away from toxicity absolutely absolutely so thank you so much for joining us today and as we are closing out just one last uh, update for everybody that i forgot to mention at the start of the session uh, we have a thought leadership session tomorrow uh, with uh, priya ramnarayan and uh, the session starts at 6:30 pm um, ist if you would like to join the session or you can write to us at community@kocharya.com and uh, the session is on seeking the internal coach uh, it's guidance from the bhagavad gita and it's a community led initiative so priya is going to be the facilitator and it's going to be really the community coming together you can bring your friends along it's a space uh, that's absolutely free of cost so anybody can join in so we hope all of you will join us there uh, as well So yeah I think that's it from our end and we'll all see you next week as well uh, for the heroes journey webinar yeah thank you pranav thank you so much gayatri yeah okay, so somebody is asking which email to send the note to yeah it's at community@kocharya.com okay yeah or you can write to me directly at kiva@kocharya.com as well yeah okay. thank you everyone yeah thank bye. you gayatri thanks pranav bye, bye. thank you all bye